Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. Um, I love doing this show and I love sharing some inspiration along the way. We're going to come to our next guest, Clay Williams, from the Biloxi Gulfport International Airport in just a second. He's got a couple of quick quotes for you. One is uh, from Thomas Merton, and it says this, Love is our true destiny. We do not find the meaning of life by ourselves alone. We find it in one another. And you know, when I think about that, I think about coastal Mississippi during difficult times, aftermaths of, of difficult disasters like Katrina and the oil spill, of course, the pandemic. It's in those moments that we really find out what's in the heart and soul of our neighbors and our family. And um, and we do find it. We do find our destiny in one another. It's very difficult to to kind of go through life and not know what love is about. And I think everybody feels it. Some people take it for granted. Some people probably have someone they need to reach back out to that they haven't reached out to in a while. Uh, now would be a good time to do that. I just think that's uh, just a good reminder. And um, Shirley Temple said something with that in mind. She said this, don't forget to tell your favorite people that you love them. Don't forget to tell your favorite people that you love them. And some of the most kindest, some of the one most wonderful people I know are so good at saying I love you. And um, my friend, uh, my friend Tim Myrick, we call him Hot Rod, who died a couple of years ago of a heart condition. Every single time I got off the phone with him, he would say, hey, buddy, I love you, man. I love you, man. My friend, uh, my friend Steve Azar, the music and cultural ambassador of the state of Mississippi, he wrote the song One Mississippi, who has a chance to be the new state song. Every time I talk to Steve, he says, man, I love you. I love you. Anyway, just good, good, you know, living by example, just something good to sort of contemplate for a second. Now let's move over to my friend Clay Williams, the executive director for the Biloxi Gulfport International Airport. And first of all, I'll just say good morning to you. How you doing, my friend? Good morning, Ricky. Always uh, good to, to speak with you. Well, the last time we talked, yeah. you were beginning to see at the light the light at the end of the tunnel, and here we sit in a in a moment in our in a, the United States history where unless some other some other variant comes forward that 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 puts a pause button on some of the progress we're seeing today, we're seeing states whether whether they're red or blue it doesn't matter. I see states beginning to reopen. You're beginning to see sort of a, a lot of talk by the experts at CDC and others that we're beginning to move in sort of a post-pandemic era, even though obviously still there's some hospitalizations, still there's people that are challenged, still you have to protect the vulnerable, et cetera. But we're moving into a sort of a whole new phase. And uh, you were starting to feel that the last time we talked, but I bet you feel it big time now. We really did see a significant improvement in our passenger traffic uh in calendar year 2021. We were 63% uh, ahead of where we were in 2020. Again, 2020 being the most uh, devastating year really for the airline industry as a whole. And so we were very pleased to see that recovery in 2021. As we've mentioned before, Ricky, um, the, the leisure-based travelers started to come back uh, in, with, with uh, high numbers and the reason why is there was so much pent-up demand from that segment of, of travel and then also our military service members keesler air force base naval construction battalion others they continued to travel 
uh, throughout the end of 2020, but also through 2021. So that's that's led the way in the recovery. If you compare us, though, to 2019, 2019 was a really strong year for the airport, for the Mississippi Gulf Coast economy as, as a whole. We're, uh, we're about 83 percent of where we were in 2019, if you look at uh, the 2021 numbers. So if you if you go outside now, it's amazing to me actually that we're in 2022 and January is behind us. That's it's a, I asked someone the other day, what is it about the pandemic that made the clock speed up? <laughs> it's incredible right. how fast time is flying. But when you walk outside today, if you know just leave your office and walk mm-hmm. out into the the general public areas, does it feel like it, it does it feel like you know night you know 2019? It, it feels much, uh, much stronger than it did in, in previous years. If you look at domestic checkpoint numbers from TSA across the country, there's been an increase. They're still not quite where they were in, uh, in 2019, but we are seeing more um, vibrancy. We're seeing more passenger traffic. The airline industry, though, still has some... Um, you know, some headwinds, their challenges and, and the challenges that they're currently facing are the fact that there were many early retirements during the pandemic. So instead of pilots waiting until the mandatory uh, age of retirement at 65, many of them took early retirements from the respective carriers where they worked. And in doing so, it created a pilot shortage. That shortage existed pre-pandemic but it was exacerbated during this last 18 to 24 months. Reason being is when you had people taking early retirements, you really don't have a backup in the airline um, ecosystem, I would say. And the reason what we see right now, regional operators that serve markets like Gulfport Biloxi, many of those pilots that fly for the regional operators um, are now flying for for. Delta American United mainline. And in doing so, there's there's created this shortage. You, you mix in, Ricky, winter storms. You mix in uh, people coming down with a case of COVID, and it's a ripple effect across the network. So we're seeing some impact there with, with not as many frequencies a day as we'd like to see. But those uh, trips per day that are flying, they, they're, the loads on those planes are very good, very strong. It's just trying to get that connectivity back that we want. And uh, to what extent does fuel cost also sort of factor in? Yeah, biggest biggest uh, cost for for an airline are, are fuel and labor, and uh, you know with fuel increases, that's that's an impact to the airline bottom line. Consumer feels that, so you see some. Uh, increase in ticket prices ac- across the United States be- because of that. Well, so, yeah, the theory that I always talk about is that a disaster only serves to speed up trends that were in place before the disaster. So, you know, the, this this notion of um, retaining employees, including pilots, were not a new concept. I mean, it was you know the airline industry was already dealing with that because their their ability to adjust and and serve new areas and whatever were, were somewhat limited. I mean that's just that's just the reality. The pandemic just sped that up. And I, I was I was having a conversation with uh, George Freeland from the Jackson County Economic Development Foundation. You know, they have got, you know, thousands of new jobs in Jackson County and the number one issue they face is workforce and getting people 
to uh, to either you know change professions, choose this as a profession, or move here to right. to go to work. And there's a lot of energy that's focused on that. But again, before the pandemic, that was something we were all worried about already, that's and right. it's just a bigger issue now. I heard the story about paramedics. You know, paramedics have either moved to other companies or they've moved to ho to hospitals, and there's a shortage of, ho of, of paramedics. The nursing shortage is unbelievable. We faced that before the pandemic. It is on steroids today. Mm -hmm. And thank God for people like Lee Bond and others that stay focused on bringing attention to this. But no, no industry, not a single industry. I mean, think about restaurants. That's right. But no industry has been unaffected by the workforce challenges that have created. And then I'll add another dimension. You know, you've got leisure travel, you've got military travel, you've got uh, business travel, and then of course you've got the, the casinos, which are really highly important to you. But let's just take the business travel piece for just a second. With, with remote work and the realities of remote work, We'll never go back to where we were before. I think there'll always be a quasi. The impact that that has on your industry has to be, you know, still pretty dramatic. Wouldn't you? Is it? There, there's been a return of corporate travel, and we've certainly seen that, and it's reflected in our numbers. But, but you're right, Ricky. It's not where it, it once was in, in uh, pre-pandemic times. And the other thing too is. Um, remember international travel. International travel is an interesting element, um, you know, for airlines because a lot of people are uncertain as to what the requirements are in the various countries where they may want to go. And so they have to make that determination, you know, do I want to travel overseas? To, to you name the country because what what is the requirement when I get there? Do I have to quarantine? You know, do I need to have been vaccinated? Do I need to take a, a COVID test prior to arrival? And in what time period do I have to do that? So that's another segment while it's coming back, as you mentioned at the beginning of the segment, because countries and states and others are starting to, to loosen some of the restrictions that were in place, it's still not quite where it was. And so, that when I mentioned we we're approximately 83% of where we were in 2019, to get that other uh, travel segment back, it, it's got to come from those two areas. It's got to come from folks that want to go somewhere internationally, and it's got to come from your corporate travel. My son works for Price Waterhouse, and, um, and they have sort of permanently changed the way that they operate with a very significant piece of it being remote. And, uh, and what that's giving you know, some employees the opportunity to do is to actually move to areas, some are centralized in New York, but to move to areas they really want to live in, and they continue to do the same job they've always done. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Clay Williams from the Biloxi Gulfport International Airport. And we'll remind you, it's not just the airport he has to say grace over. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side. See you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast I'm Clay Williams, the executive director for the Biloxi Gulfport International Airport. Someone I've known for many, many years, worked with him, worked closely with him after Hurricane Katrina, has seen him go through so many iterations in his career. And he's been a terrific leader there at the Biloxi Gulfport International Airport there with his uh, three commissioners. And uh, they've got a lot to say grace over. So it's not just it's not just the airport as people know it. Remind people sort of what your sort of span of responsibility is. Yeah, as as a uh, commercial service airport, we have uh, a variety of tenants here, ranging from federal government tenants, to Transportation Security Administration, to to the rental car operators here at the airport. We have parking operators. We have hotels. Uh, that are located on airport property, the airlines, uh, retail concessions, you've got food and beverage concessions. So really, uh, airport authority uh, functions as, as a landlord and in some respects for, for these uh, various entities. And approximately 550 people work here at the airport on the commercial side of, of the um, facility, but that's not to mention those that are affiliated with the Air National Guard and uh, Army National Guard. They're tremendous partners of ours. Uh, we're joint use airport, uh, have, have military on the field, and that's approximately another um, 550, 600 uh, uh, jobs associated there with, with the uh, National Guard. It's very significant for sure. Uh, so when you talk to your so your, your tenants, so to speak, sure. and I would say more more the local business side of it, uh, how do they reflect how business is for them? Well, they're you know they're our partners, and so everything that we do, we we collaborate with them because everyone here at the airport understands that we've got to make a good first impression on those that are visiting this market. And we, we stress that all the time, all the way from the look of the facility to, to the greeting that people receive when they come in and out of the airport. And, and they know that in a difficult time, um, you, you, you got to have strength through adversity, as you mentioned, uh, and, and in a situation like the pandemic, everyone has to pull together uh, to, to see the return of business. And, and we have seen that. Again, 63% ahead of where we were last year is is a, a tremendous increase. But it, it doesn't uh, happen without collaboration and without partnership and without good service from those um, with, with whom we, we work here at the airport from all the various companies that are associated. One of the things too, when we talk about some of the challenges that the airlines have faced, Ricky, is just to want to encourage those that are listening to please you know, utilize the service that we have at the local airport. It's, it's tremendously important because airlines in, in difficult times, they're looking for places where they can you know, eliminate trips per day. Well, we don't, we don't want to see that. We want to see those continue to, to grow and utilization is important. And we, we understand that for us to provide that good experience that people have come to, to know and to expect from this airport, we've got to make improvements. So if you, if you come out to the airport now, you'll see a number of things ongoing. We're, we're expanding our rental car lot here at the airport and uh, we're enhancing it. We're going to build a canopy above the rental car lot to keep 
travelers out of out of the elements. It's hot here in the summertime, and you don't want them in the torrential downpours that we have, and so we're making those improvements. We have a new flight information display system at the airport where we've invested in, in technology. So it's, it's very crisp, it's modern, it's state-of-the-art. You see that behind the ticket counters, baggage claim, letting know people letting people know when when arrivals are, are coming in or, or when departures are leaving out. You know, other other things like an infant nursing room. We just added a nursing room here at the airport for um, for for mothers who are traveling with infants. That's that's a challenge. Any of us that have traveled with with small children know that it, it can be uh, it can be difficult and having those type of amenities are important. So we, we've done that paying attention to what the front curb looks like. It's so very important when people fly to coastal Mississippi, the airport's oftentimes the first thing that they see. And we wanna make sure that it's one that uh, paints a good impression and, and makes them wanna come back as a return visitor. So Clay, you know, you, we, we talk about shopping local <laughs> and what you're saying is we need to fly local. A absolutely. Are there any, in the short time we have left, are there any segments or airlines that you're currently concerned about it because usage is not what it needs to be? Not, not in particular. It's just, it's a challenging time across the industry. So we're really no different than anyone else. I mean, like I said, having, having the strong leisure base travel that we have, particularly with the casino partnerships and charters, that's so um, significant for us. That's, that's you know, having the military installations that have to travel, um, that, that's critical. And so I think, again, just making sure that folks, when they're looking in comparison shopping for, for airfare, look here first. I mean, I, I know people, people look around, but we also encourage them to think about what does it cost to drive somewhere? What is the parking going to be once you get there? There's, um, you know, there's gas cost involved and your time is worth something. So the ease and convenience factor and, you know, people that look out four to six weeks for advanced fare, it's, it's very competitive. Well, listen, uh, congratulations on staying the course. Um, I hope you continue to see success and the proper adjustments in the mix so that it, when you when you add it all up, it's uh, it's an acceptable, probably not exactly what you want it to be at this time, but it's pretty acceptable relative to where we are. And as we kind of ease into the post-pandemic uh, post world, that the airport is back where it was in 2019 and growing like, like wildfire. So uh, good luck to you guys, and we look forward to visiting again soon. Well, thanks for having me on the show, and thanks to your listeners who continue to utilize the airport. It's greatly appreciated. You, you bet. This has been Clay Williams. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.